What's up, all you awesome anglers, and welcome to the Largemouth Angler Podcast, where we help you pull more fish in. My name's Herschel, your host, and the Largemouth Angler. Bass fishing can be hard, and it takes a lot of time that we don't really have, so we're here to help you with all the tips and tricks that you need to make the most of that little time and just catch more fish. One thing that I love about fishing ponds are the differences that we see between all of them. There's different types of water clarity, different types of vegetation, different types of bottoms to those ponds, different cover, different structure. The list just keeps going and going and going. And all of these differences can be just within a short distance of home. So you can easily go fish for an hour or so. Today, we're going to be talking about some basic things to look at when you get to a pond and how to use it to figure out what type of bait to throw. And this is going to be in three different episodes, so stay tuned for more to come. The episodes are going to be broken apart into three different types of water clarity. And we're going to break that down within that, okay? So we're going to have clear water, we're going to have stained and dirty water, and we're going to have muddy water. And within each one of those, we're going to look at the water column. So we're going to have baits that we're going to throw in the top portion of the water, that top third of the water. We're going to have baits that we throw in that middle third of the water. And then we're going to have baits that we throw in that bottom third or even dragging along the bottom in the water there. And with all of that, we're even going to look at three different types of vegetation and even different types of bottoms. And I know that sounds like a lot, sounds really complicated, but it's not. They kind of blend over on each other some too. It's going to be pretty simple. There's other things that can affect what type of bait that we would throw as well, like weather and different colors, but we're not going to really focus too much on that today, but please be on the lookout for that kind of stuff in future episodes. Today, we're going to be talking about what I mostly deal with, and that's stained or dirty water. And I like to define stained or dirty water as to having a visibility of a maximum of maybe a few feet. It's like a half a foot to a few feet. For me, more than that kind of stretches it from being stained. But maybe some of y'all wouldn't say that it's clear either. In other words, I think that if I can see five feet deep, that's ultra clear. But there's other guys that would say, oh my gosh, that's like chocolate milk. Okay, one of the first things that I want to know about a body of water when I approach it is that water clarity. And the other thing I want to know, or some of the other things that I want to know, are what type of vegetation is there? Do we have nothing? Is there matted grass? Are there pads? Do we have a reedy or a vertical stalk type of vegetation. I deal with a lot of the matted grass and the reeds. They're putting these residential ponds. Some of them use, there's actually a local one that uses it for as a, what they call a polishing pond, cleaning the water really nicely and everything else. Sometimes they're just put in to look pretty. And the other thing that I want to know, and this is not really an absolute thing, but I want to know what the bottom of the pond is like. So is it hard or is it soft? In fact, some ponds that I've fished, I'm sure you have as well, you've seen this, you will actually see different types of bottoms within that. In other words, you, let's say that you have one that is actually a drainage pond and you'll have a culvert at one end that will have a concrete bottom or you might even have some rock around it, some what we call some riprap and everything else. And that, the way you would kind of fish that would be different than you would deal with the softer areas. If we have stained or dirty water, with some reeds or other vertical type grass. For a bait that covers the top portion of the water, we're gonna recommend a weightless swim bait. For that middle portion of the water, look at using a spinner bait. 
And for the bottom, a Texas rigged lizard or a crankbait. Now the crankbait is going to be something that I would encourage more on a hard bottom versus a soft bottom. The hard bottom gives it stuff to bounce off of and everything. The soft bottom, it, it, you can make it work. I'm not saying not to use it, but you will probably catch a lot of stuff on the, the hooks and everything else. That's why I recommended also the Texas rig lizard on the bottom there. I am a huge fan of Texas rig creatures and worms because they just flat out and work. It's one of those baits. I don't know if it's just because of where I live or what, but I feel like I could pretty much throw one anytime and guarantee I'll catch something on it. Now, when I have matted grass or pads, for that top portion, I'm going to want to throw a hollow frog. What's neat about a hollow frog is that it can be a kind of a silent bait. It can be a noisy bait because you can put beads inside of it. Or even I've heard uh, some of the elites, Aaron Martins has talked about putting little bells on the inside of it. For the middle portion of the water, I want to look at using something like a swim jig. Now, you don't necessarily have to get specifically a swim jig. You can swim any jig, but with a lot of ponds, I do typically try to use something that's a quarter ounce or less. That doesn't mean that you can't catch them on bigger ones. I've, done, I've caught stuff on half ounce or even larger in some ponds, but I typically seem to have better luck on something that's smaller, like a quarter ounce or less. And that's for that middle portion of the water there. And for that bottom portion, I'm going to recommend yet again, a Texas rig plastic, but this time something like a creature bait, maybe even a beaver. My current personal favorite is a rage tail crawl in green pumpkin. And then we have water that has little to no vegetation. For that top portion, we're going to recommend a popper, maybe even a popping frog. For that middle portion, I'm going to recommend a spinnerbait. In that bottom portion, a Texas rigged worm or a crankbait. And I will say on the worm, again, I'm partial to the color green pumpkin. And the worm that I absolutely love, I'm sure you can guess it instantly. Yes, yes, yes. No, actually, it is not a Sanko. It is a Zoom Magnum Ultra Vibe Speed Worm. I know, that's quite a bit there. But it's about a 7-inch worm. has a lot of ribs down the sides of it and has a little bit of a tail on the end of it. And that, that just kills it for me. And actually, I, I shouldn't say that only green pumpkin is the best. I did my son, who just absolutely loves going, buying fishing tackle with me and everything else. He did pick out some watermelon red for me that really did well for me recently as well. Considering colors, if you want to look at that, just to get some really basics for stained or dirty water, Look at something brightly colored or super dark, like a black or blue June bug, maybe even black and red. There's a lot of times with a crankbait, I can just absolutely kill it with something like a fire tiger. But when I start getting more clear, so it's less, it's less stained of a water that I'm going to deal with, it doesn't seem to work as well for me. You may want to go something then that's more naturally colored, more subtle, because the fish can see it clearer in the water. We want to fool them into thinking that it's a real thing. And then when we talk about spinnerbaits, I seem to have a lot more luck with something that's a white or a shad kind of color, maybe even with a little bit of chartreuse in it. And I do a double blade setup, but it's a combination of a willow blade and a Colorado blade versus, you know, hey, you said dark baits even too, right? Versus using something like a black with Colorado blades. I'm not saying that does not work. I have caught them using something like that but I seem to have more luck with the other setup. And these are just generalizations. There aren't something I would adhere to strictly. 
the thing that I try to do the most whenever I'm trying to think of colors is to try and match the hatch. In other words, I try and see if I can find any of the bait fish that are in there and match those colors better. For me in the state of Texas, the Texas Parks and Wildlife post what types of bait fish in large lakes. And I kind of use that as a baseline for the types of things that I will see in my area as well. There's a lot of different types. We have sunfish and we have shad and all these other things. And that seems to me make sense why the green pumpkin, the shad colors, why those work better for me. Thank y'all so much for listening. And remember, bass fishing is hard and takes a lot of time that we don't have. So we're here to teach you all the tips and tricks that you need to make the most of the little time that you have and just catch more fish. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And let me know, what have you found that works out best for you in these different situations? This again is Herschel, the largemouth angler. Now go out and fish because it is so much better to go out and not catch anything than it is to stay inside watching videos of other people catching them. Catch y'all later. Adios.